Hi guys and welcome back to another episode on the Heel Pain Expert podcast with me Ben Boschel and on this episode today we're going to look at plantar fascia rupture associated with corticosteroid injections. When I decided I was going to do an episode on plantar fascia ruptures uh, I was really looking forward to what the evidence tells us as I have had um, mixed opinions from colleagues over the years on the link between corticosteroid injections and the rupture rate for plantar fasciitis. And speaking from personal experience, I have seen a, a, a number of plantar fascia ruptures um, which believed are to be related to previous corticosteroid injections over the years, but um, it's very hard to know how many patients I've seen that have had pl- um, corticosteroid injections and how many of those have, have ruptured. So when trying to um, guesstimate what the percentage is um, from a rupture risk rate uh, it's very difficult to do I think from just uh, you, uh, your own personal anecdotal experience and so looking at uh, finding some other other um, podiatrists and what's been published out there is, is just an, another way of trying to get a better idea really of how how risky are corticosteroid injections. So um, without further ado we're going to discuss the paper which was published over 20 years ago, so it's a very dated paper. However, um, although date can be important uh, when considering published research, this this is sort of paper where it doesn't really matter how long ago it was pub- published because the findings are still going to be valid. So the title of the paper is Complications of Plant Fascia Rupture Associated with Corticosteroid Injection. This was published in Foot and Ankle International in 1998, and I'll put a link to this, um, to a reference for the paper in the show notes. The authors reviewed their caseload of patients from 1992 to 1995. All patients had a clinical diagnosis of plantar fasciitis, and this yielded a total of 765 patients. Of the 765 patients, 51 had been diagnosed with plantar fascia rupture and 43 of these patients had received one or more corticosteroid injections, where 19 patients had received one injection, 13 patients had received two injections, 8 had received three injections, just one patient had received four, and three patients had received at least five or more. Subjective and objective evaluations were conducted from two weeks to 48 weeks after injection. So it was quite a wide range there in terms of post-injection review from a time frame perspective. However, the average was at 13 weeks post-injection. Rupture incidence was slightly higher in women than men, um, where there were 25 ruptures in, in um, women and 18 in men. The average age of patients was 51. Plantar fascia rupture was diagnosed clinically via palpation and windlass stress testing um, by dorsiflexing the ankle and first MTPJ to assess the continuity of the plantar fascia. They also received these tests uh, on the contralateral foot for comparison, which is a good idea. And I generally compare my assessment findings on both feet for all foot uh, complaints as it's a really useful tool to get a good feel of what's normal and what's abnormal for that specific individual. The authors also evaluated other changes, including x-ray reviews in 15 patients, which were taken on both feet whilst weight-bearing. 
They also reviewed 20 x-rays of patients with plantar fasciitis, but had not sustained a rupture of the plantar fascia. Interestingly, in the 15 patients that had a plantar fascia rupture, there was a statistically significant difference in the calcaneal pitch angles when comparing the ruptured foot with the contralateral foot, with the measurements being 19.9 and 23.6 degrees respectively. So the calcaneal pitch angle was significantly lower in the ruptured group, sorry, the ruptured foot. And these comparative findings were quite different to the non-ruptured group, um, where the authors found less than one degree of difference when comparing left foot with right foot. So this does suggest that post-rupture, uh, there is a reduction in calcaneal pitch angle, which is one way of measuring how pronated the foot is. In one particular case, the calcaneal pitch angle had reduced by seven degrees after a plantar fascia rupture, and you can see comparative pictures of these x-rays in the full text article. To, li to limit inter-observer error, the measurements of the x-rays were taken by both authors of the paper. The authors also provided a description of their treatment protocol for patients that suffered plantar fascia rupture, which was individualised based on the, the location and severity of the pain. All patients received the trial of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and or a mild analgesic, as well as rest um, and activity modifications. In significantly symptomatic patients, either a stiff-soled shoe with an orthotic or a walker boot was used until symptoms improved. In rupture cases, over two-thirds of patients reported a sudden pulling or tearing sensation at the plantar heel, followed by inability to wait there. The remaining one-third of cases didn't report any acute event associated with the rupture. And I thought this was pretty interesting as um, it suggests that a patient can sustain a rupture but not necessarily, necessarily be overly aware of it. Uh, so it's important to have this in mind when taking history of patients with plantar heel pain or a patient that reports that their arch has dropped um, as um, plantar fascia rupture should be something that is in the back of your mind. Although it's less likely as it seems that most patients um, are aware of the event and I imagine it's pretty painful. Uh, however, it certainly sounds like it's possible that the plantar fascia can rupture and the patient may not be overly aware of it in the short term. So now we're going to look at some of the consequences uh, associated with the plantar fascia ruptures. So all patients that sustained a plantar fascia rupture did go on to develop new symptoms, um, which included pain in the longitudinal arch, lateral midfoot pain, medial midfoot pain, numbness, and an antalgic gait. 39 patients were available for follow-up and the average follow-up time was 27 months post-rupture. Of these 39 patients, 26 patients took longer than 12 months to recover uh, or never achieved full recovery. And self-reported uh, self outcomes from patients included that just 40% of cases reported uh, their recovery as excellent following the rupture. 10% of the patients reported it to be good. 12.5% fair and 37.5% reported their recovery as poor. 55% of patients required footwear or orthotic requirements, meaning that they had to wear shoes which were considered uh, more supportive than your average shoe. 
60% of patients uh, were not limited in their activity levels, but only 30% of these were asymptomatic, meaning that although patients could still do what they wanted to do activity-wise, they were having to put up with residual pain as a result of this in 30% of cases. Uh, sorry, uh, correction there. If As 30% were asymptomatic, it suggests that 70% were symptomatic. 55% of patients would describe their pain as mild or occasional, and 15% had moderate or frequent pain. However, no patients reported severe or constant pain post-rupture. In summary, 44 of the 52 ruptures were associated with previous corticosteroid injections. The senior author of the paper injected 122 patients during the time of the study, accounting for 12 ruptures, which therefore demonstrates a rupture rate of 10%. Because 50% of rupture cases develop long-term problems, this indicates that approximately 5% of patients injected will have long-term significant complications. So there you have it, guys. What do you think of these results? Surprising? Expected? Good? Bad? Will this study influence or change your clinical practice? For listeners out there that have experience with corticosteroid injections for plant fasciitis, what has been your experience regarding rupture rates? Did the numbers from this paper match your own experience, or is it quite different? If you'd like to share your experience with rupture rates, um, feel free to get in touch, and hopefully um, you can back this up with some audit data or something to prove that the the numbers are, are at least reliable. And I'm sure our listeners would... Um, appreciate finding some others and so we've come to the end of another episode on the heel pain expert podcast i would like to thank the authors of the paper featured in the episode for their hard work and helping inform clinical practice and giving us an, a better idea of the risks involved of with corticosteroid injections for plant fasciitis if you'd like further information on the paper reviewed you can find a link to it on the website www.thehillpainexpert.com if you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe button and that way you can keep up to date with future episodes. You can also find me on Twitter at Heal Expert. Thanks again for listening, guys, and have a great day.